Headphones if you want them, awesome, not man. needed. It's always nice to hear the sound of your voice. Yeah, man, know. absolutely. Absolutely. Say a little different sometimes. It's my favorite thing. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that took that probably took the most getting used to singing on mics. Really? Yeah, for I don't know. Just I don't sound I don't think I sound the way I do, you know, when you talk. That's so true. Like I remember the first time I ever heard my voice when I was a little kid. I literally cried. I know. Like, <laughs> that's amazing. I was, I was like, this doesn't this sound. Is, what's happening to me? What, what, what's happening? This doesn't sound anything <laughs> like I think it. Wait, but really, that was hard to. Uh, it was hard to. Yeah, I just I just remember specific, like being on a like the first like condenser mic with headphones yeah. getting in. Like I mean, it was years and years ago, but I remember being like, this is not what I sound like. But and then did you like? Did you have to adjust to? Did you have to adjust yourself? <laughs> To what you thought it sounded like, or is it, yeah, I think you... I, I think there was a little moment of that, you know, that weirdness. But yeah, I don't know. But I like think... when you listen back now, does it have you has it adjusted to the way it sounds when you sing? Or uh, yeah, the I, way I, you it sing? doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm so used to it. So yeah. probably I guess just naturally that happened. But yeah. But do you sound different in your head than when you listen back? No, now, 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 now it's it... weird. I think I sound like a sound now. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't know. So first, because I guess I hear myself all the time. So now it just kind of, I don't know, goes here and You've adjusted to like, yeah. this is just how I sound. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. This is awesome. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks for coming in. Of course. Busy schedule. He's got a new record. No, yeah. He's got, he's got a wedding in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting on. about that one, too, so thanks for reminding me. Someone invited me to Elton John last night. Oh, yeah. How was that? Unreal. God. You know what? I, I, I almost didn't go because I was like, I've got Mitchell Tenpain today. It's a big interview. No, I don't want to be... Uh, you know, tired for this, and no, but, but it's his last show ever in Nashville. Dang, I farewell should, well, tour. I needed you should have gone, Mitchell. Dang, I've I've never seen him. I've always wanted to see him. I thought where where did he play? I thought Pitbull was last night too. I don't know if Pitbull Pitbull was last night, but he played a Nissan. And, oh, he played a Nissan. Okay, then Pitbull would have been at the arena. And uh, Lil Nas X was at the uh, War Memorial. What a sh- the Nashville. Nashville. <laughs> there right? you go. That's crazy. It was good though. It was a good show. I actually thought he could have played like more hits. He played a lot of deep cuts. He was like, "This is a f- we're playing this for the first time in like my career." I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Dude, your career's over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're done. Jeez, <laughs> like wow. play the hits." Of course. That's yeah. No. Oh my god. Um, but okay, so Mitchell's here. We have a lot to talk about. Actually, yeah. there's a, there's a lot going on, in Mitchell. First of all, <laughs> it's been a minute, but I haven't seen you. Congratulations Thank on you, the. Uh, there's so much going on. New record. You, what happened where you just like you just broke some record about two number ones in like three weeks or something? Yeah, I mean that's just that's just luck. I mean, <laughs> what, yeah. what what happened though? What was the stat or what was the uh, thing? Yeah, two back to back number ones within three weeks. And no one's ever uh, done that before. I think it was they said Kenny Chesney was five, but that's I mean it's just it's just the way it timed up. I'm not gonna like. Take that as like a huge act. I appreciate it. It sounds really cool. It's cool, but like they send the press release out. Yeah. It's really the <laughs> yeah. publicist just looking for. Yeah, yeah, to... and I and I appreciate. Yeah, but uh, yeah, my song. So I had a song with Chris Young. Yeah, right. Uh, coming at the end of a bar, and that one went number one. But then my song itself was going up the charts at the same time. Truth about you. Yeah, truth about you. So that like three weeks later, that one was number one. So yeah. It, so they timed up. They timed up that way. So it sounds cool. But, yeah. but what's the thing? Because your last number one was in 2018. Yeah, or drunk me. Yeah, drunk no, me. That long ago. Yeah, twenty eighteen. I gotta imagine if I'm Mitchell Tempe because you've every song. First of all, the new record. I feel like every song on this is killer. Like you can oh, listen man. to Thank it front you. to back. Thank and it's great. You, and I felt that way about the first record too. Awesome. But man. I Thank gotta you. feel like if I'm Mitchell Tempe, I know I'm singing all these songs. It, like I would be worried about being a one hit wonder. Yeah. Because I'm like, screw this. Like I'm such a good songwriter, <laughs> and the yeah. fans are loving the songs. And there was like a minute. Yeah. Before you got these two number ones, like out of the back, so like that's got to be very reassuring, man. <laughs> right? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, definitely that thought has been in my mind a lot. Uh, you know, just just how tough it is for radio, and then you know, the pandemic happens, right? Like right on the when you're all the momentum's happening, and then it's like stop, and then then it's just tough, and then you know, politics and all kinds of crap, man, that just come into like why. Why you're not getting played on the radio, but why are you getting gold records, bigger songs that breaking fifty and you know, there's you know, you get in your head, you're like, Okay, I'm gonna be that that one hit wonder then I guess and then I don't know, you get um you know, something happens and you come out of it and it's definitely a little bit reassuring, but now it's like, 
I'm not gonna be a three hit wonder. <laughs> like, well, like three hit wonder is not that bad. That's not even a thing. That's just that's just a star. But yeah, I, I feel like for you, because there's a lot of people who get hits on radio who yeah. like don't stream very well or who don't can't really move tickets. But you like sold out the Ryman last year with your one hit, whatever that means, <laughs> right? Like, so you have this really successful career. So I don't know. Is that more? frustrating to be like the fans are consuming this music and maybe the radio is not playing my next song yeah, but now man. it's behind us because we just had two hits in a record amount of time two number ones but it's yeah. got to be a little bit like come on right like what what is that yeah, i mean i'm not gonna lie yeah it was there it was like come on like what's what do i have to do especially you know i love country radio that's what i grew up listening to it's what i've that's what i signed the record deal for you know i, I have my own label doing my own thing and I joined Ventures with Sony because I wanted radio, and uh, and then you get it, you get it, you go right out the gate, you get a hit song like with Jump Me, and then all of a sudden nothing. And especially with all the shows I've done for radio, everything I've tried to give back to country radio, and they're just not playing me. So yeah, I'll be straight up with you. Yeah, it was a little there's a there's a little bit of animosity for a little bit, but now I, I absolutely love them. Every you know, it's been great to hear you know hear the songs back, and and the, the, one of the biggest ones is. Know how hard it was just get on my hometown stations. You know I'm from here really? in Nashville, and and it's like it takes forever to get, like never played any of my other stuff except Drunk Me. Uh, but I look, I'm not gonna you know they did on these records, and I'm very happy about that. I'm very glad, and it's become a great partnership now. But it was uh, there was definitely a moment there. I'll, I'm not gonna lie to you about it. Where I was like, what, you know, what the hell? So what's, what's happening during that time? Because is is the secret during that time? To yeah. just keep the practice up and just say, hey, like, let's not get in our head about this. Let's keep writing songs, <laughs> yeah. keep touring, keep doing the thing, keep building the story. Like, how do you push beyond that? Because I also think there's a lot of artists that probably, because I've seen your team and I know Kristen, like, yeah. you guys are not fucking around. Like, you guys yeah. are working really hard. And I think that's like, you're like, we're yeah, not going to not Kristen, get yeah. another song on the radio, basically. It was, I think that was the mentality. Yeah, of right? course. And, and but what does that look like? Well, it's uh, you mentioned her, Kristen. Her name's Kristen Ashley. She's uh, my manager. She, uh, she, God bless her for keeping my focus right. And and you know when I when I bitch about stuff like that or like you know I'm concerned because you know I'm not just concerned for me and I mean this like if I don't work then the people that have given their lives to help this you know happen. They don't work. They don't have a job. So yeah, your like, brother's I, on the team. Yeah, my brother's on my. my and he bought a the, house. Yeah, he and bought, he, exactly. he's got a mortgage. And so yeah, and so it all on my comes band and down to you. Are, so, is he older or younger? He's younger. He's three. younger. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's I mean the thing with her. And so like, I get in my head about that stuff. So she's really great at saying, Mitchell, look, I hear you, I understand, but like, let's focus on these things. And I don't, without her, I'd, I'd go crazy. So I, I, you do have to build a team that keeps you, you know, on on the right path. And she's definitely done that. And it's, you know, I'm glad you know her because she's. You know, she's. I would lose it if I didn't have her. So but at you know. any point, because the thing about Kristen is, like, if you meet Kristen, she's sharp as a tack. She's yeah. wise beyond her years. <laughs> yeah. And I think any artist would be lucky to have her. And I, I know how close you guys are. Yeah. But I would almost imagine if you have this dry streak of radio, do you start to think, like, maybe <laughs> maybe something is up with the team? Or I, I don't know. Like, I just think yeah. a lot of things would be going through my head. And she's so young too. It's amazing that you trusted her. Yeah. With with everything, and now she looks like now she's a rock star. I mean, she's always been a rock star. Yeah, right. But at any point, do you think, oh my god, like maybe we need to bring in someone else? We need to do something like that's got to happen too, right? I mean, we had we had the best of the best. I mean, we still yeah. do. It's like at some point, it's just like, is it is it me? Is it something? Did we do? Did we say yes too much? That was a big thing. What, we, what do you say yes to? Like, much did we to? do too many radio shows? Did we did we say yes? Did we do too many favors for people? And now they're they just expect it from us. Like that's the truth. Is, is that is that really part of the conversation that maybe you do too much? That, like well, definitely. It's like because then if you don't do the next one, then they're pissed. And it's like well, we've already done three. <laughs> like we've already been. So now we like, I can't come to your city and do a hard sell ticket because. I've done the radio the, show. Three done the times. radio show three times. Or like, but now if I don't, now you're not going to play me because you're pissed. Yeah. And it's like I don't know. There, there's just it's so there's so many politics, man. And I and I and I hate I hate that the music has to be political in that way. But you know you got to play the game, and you know I chose the game to play, and and I've been enjoying it. For, you know, ninety percent of it is is great, but then you got to figure out your own your own path through that. And, you know, me and Kristen sat down together and, and figured out how we were going to do this. And a big help was Chris Young putting us back on radio. I mean, asking me to do that feature. I wrote that song thinking, you know, Chris called me, wanted to cut that song. And I was like, awesome, I'll have 
you know, at least an outside cut on the radio. And then when he called me, asked me to be on it, I was like, well, perfect. This is my way to kind of slip in the radio, even though there's no plan to put me back on radio. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, we'll do it. We'll do it our own way. We'll figure this out. And once that happened, then TikTok came out, drunk me. I mean, sorry, TikTok came out. I put out truth about you on it and it, you know, blew up and everyone's like, oh yeah, we love this song. You know, here we go. Yeah. Let's go with this song. It's always been this song. I've been like, all right. Were you not originally going to put it out? Was no, I mean, I know because I, I, no one heard it. No one thought it was a hit. Who and who didn't think it was a hit? I mean, everybody. I'm not going to call people out, but nobody. I mean, I, I nobody played, thought it was a hit. Played this song. I played this song and and a bunch of stuff, and it was just like I, I made a whole like EP, and um, everyone was like, ah, we don't hear a radio song on these, and I'm like. I don't know what else to give you, man. Like, I guess, I guess I'm just not. See, that, the you thing know? that's crazy to me, Mitchell, and I mean this so sincerely, is you have so many songs that I think are incredible, and you Thank see you, this, man. you see this at the shows. Like, the fans love the songs, and you you stream, your streaming is insane if you really look at it. Because I used to work over at Riser House, so yeah. I've, been, I've been in the back end. Like, I, I know what's happening. Like, everyone talks about how crazy your streaming is, <laughs> nice. so it's shocking to me that truth about you. I mean, I've lied about so many relationships, yeah, right? right? I'm usually the one lying. Yeah, no, and, I, and I'll admit that too. I mean, that's part of the song. <laughs> that's part of the song, yeah. right? To me, it seems like an instant hit. So, so people on the team are saying they don't hear anything here. Yeah, and and, and it's and I don't know. I mean, Roger's always been there for me on that. It was just there's just when you sign with a major label, there's just so many opinions, and that's like, and it's like if everyone doesn't line up with the same one, yeah, it's really hard to be successful. So, I, and, and I don't know. It's and again, I love my team. I mean, we've got it nailed down. We've got it honed in, and everything. Something's yeah. working. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. I'm not. I'm like right now, my team is amazing, and I'm not going to put any anything, any bad vibes that way because I'm, we're, you know, it's great. But it took a minute to get get that team right and to figure everything out and to figure out the path. So, you know, and that's just part of anything. You know, I think you know, figuring out what works and what doesn't, and what works is when everyone believes in one thing. And if it took TikTok to do it, and if it took everyone else saying it, whatever, man, I don't really care. So you put the song on TikTok and yeah. it blows up, right? Yeah. And then, and then, and then, does the team say, "Oh, oh, maybe we should put this out"? Yeah. They well, go, oh, a, a, "Yeah, yeah." Maybe we, we always love the song. Then we have, we, we have, always thought it was a hit. Well, more more than it's not that they hated the song. It's like it's I don't we don't see a single here, like right. because you know we had put after drunk me it was alcohol you later. Which I didn't want to do because that was the first thing we ever put out at Riser House before we signed a major deal. So that had already done its streams, already gotten playlisted by John Marks when he was at Spotify. You know, like the big playlist. Like he was all he always went to battle for us. And so I was like, well, we're not going to get playlisted again on this. The streaming's not going to be the same because this song's two years old. It's, it's already, it's already it done. It's well, and that's and that was the case on that one. Went top fifty-five or something on radio and whatever. I mean, it's one of our biggest hits live it's awesome to play. that's what i mean like but like but yeah but then when i got radio and then then anything she says um was c fourth was the next song and i loved that song but i was never i was never gonna make it a single but they were like well it's streaming like crazy this needs to be the single but you know having i'm still a new artist and then putting another new artist on a record uh really freaked radio out for some reason so that song went gold and never broke top 50 and so then I started getting like, oh, like what's what's happening here? And and you only get so many shots, right? Yeah, when that, and that's my point. Sorry, that's what I was coming to. And then like, then everyone's afraid to put out anything now because the next one has to work, right? And then we put out Broken Up, and it doesn't work. Broken Up doesn't work at country radio, and so now everyone's just panicking. They're like, well, we we let's just hold on with you on radio. And I'm like, well, no, because. That's the only reason I signed. I want radio. I want. That's I want the only this, reason yeah. I'm here. Yeah, that's that's why I gave up. You know, this that was the deal. I felt like, and so there was a moment there. Where but, I'm like, but do you empathize a little bit, or, or do you understand where they're coming 100%. from? hundred percent. So it's like this yeah. thing. So at that point, I imagine that you then have to regroup with the team. Yeah, and maybe that's why there's 20 songs on this record because you were like, "What do you yeah. need? Yeah, well, Let me give yeah. you a little bit of, of everything." I, I, absolutely. The more songs absolutely. I put on this record, the more. Chances I have to get singles basically is that, that's not why no. is that why there are 20 songs on the record? <laughs> no, not, not quite, really but, No, not quite but but yeah to your point you regroup with the team and I got you know Ran, I'll give Randy Goodman the credit on this we um, you know during the quarantine You know where we were on zoom conversations like I couldn't go in the meeting room. We we came up with a plan He said Mitchell. I'm gonna let you release music as much as you want Whatever you want release it 
He goes, because we got to get that back. We got to get that. We got to get people like listening, like radio listening. We got to get your number, your streaming number is just undeniable. And so I did. And he let me. He let me put out, you know, two EPs with the low light sessions, Midtown Diaries, and get, get that buzz going again in town. And, um, and, and I appreciate that because a lot of people didn't get to release music and I got to do whatever I wanted. So that was awesome. I got to record the stuff like that and do that. And then, uh, for this record, same, they let me make a whole record, 20 songs without listening to any of them before I show them the day it was done. I don't take that for granted, like at all. Yeah. Um, I know that doesn't happen. And so I thank you. I really appreciate Randy Goodman, um, for letting me do that. And now, you know, we kind of came up with a plan of what we were going to do, you know, being on social media, doing what, you know, you have to do these days. I didn't want to be on freaking TikTok anymore, man. I mean, I enjoy TikTok. I love watching it, but that's not what I wake up thinking about. And, uh, but, you, you know, it's what kind of brought me back as far as country radio because that song, it gave me a new platform and people, a new place to present my music. And I got to share demos on that platform, which is awesome. You know, 99% of the songs I write will never get heard. So that platform is awesome. I could like show yeah, right. them some music you might not ever hear and test. Your best songs go yeah. to the grave with you. Who, Dude, who said that? Uh, yeah, that so, was Bobby Braddock. So Bobby, you're going to be buried with your best your, songs. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you may say this is awesome, but so anyway, I mean, it's just crazy that you know what you you got to reinvent yourself sometimes. It's just part of it's part of this industry. It's part of the entertainment business. And um, right now we're, we're figuring something out, and you know, there's going to be a, a time come that we're going to have to figure it out again, but. We're going to ride the wave. Yeah. It's funny, though, because I do think of you, and there is like a class of artists that I think of as like TikTok artists who are crushing it right now. And I don't quite group you in with them just because yeah. it seems like different um, generations almost of country yeah, artists. For sure. But when I think of artists who are really active on TikTok and who have made like a really good down the platform, like I do think of you yeah, as one of those artists. Like I think you're really good on it. Oh, well, thanks. And, I, I try to be authentic on it. You know, I, I can't dance. I'm not going to do that kind of stuff or, or the, hey, Play this song real quick, or play me or whatever, and just like the, I, I yeah, just yeah. can't fake fake the stuff like that. I'm gonna show you my songs and demos, and then then I like to do a couple little you know sketch comedy things for fun. I like to try that out for see what happens. Yeah, but don't you hate doing music videos? I've heard this. I hate music videos. To me, that's so interesting because you always have these elaborate music videos <laughs> where you're like acting and doing all this yeah. crazy stuff. Like, like, so who convinces you to do that if, if you hate doing that? Or do you like the finished result, but you hate doing it? Oh, I love the doing finish, it. I love finished results. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, uh, back to Kristen, she convinces me. She makes me feel good about that stuff. But, man, I just, I don't know. I just, I just, it's, I get in my, I get in my head about it. And, um, I mean, there's certain videos that are a lot of fun. Like the one I did with Teddy Swims. Oh, uh, yeah. Elephant in the Room. Like, when your buddy's there. That's a lot of fun. Like, and the same with Seaforth. Anything she says, yeah, it was a great like, video. We were joking around the whole time, but I just don't like to focus all on me. I, I just, I really don't like. I like to share that with somebody else. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, though. You're <laughs> the front man. I know you were originally I, I, a band guy. Yeah, this was but, never actually part of the plan. Yeah, correct. To be a solo artist, but I, I would love the attention on me. What do you? <laughs> I don't want to share the limelight with anyone. What are you talking about? Man, I don't know. I just, I like to, I like to. Sometimes that's why I joke with my band. I'm like, y'all want to come to meet and greet with me and just stand there, like, <laughs> like just like I don't know. I've, I, it's just more fun with other people for me personally. But I mean, and, and I enjoy what I do. I'm not saying that at all. But I don't know. It's just weird when everything, like everything's the camera. It's all focused on you. Like, truth about you. I love that video the way it turned out. Like, and that, but that was like one of the hardest things because like there was, you know, one of the scenes is, you know, you're catching her cheating and she's kind of like it gets aggressive and she kind of shoves you and like, yeah. you know, like a dem almost domestic violence stuff. And like, dude, I'm, it's really hard for me to act out. Like that's some serious shit. And that's, I'm like, that's real life. So like, I'm not an actor. So like I have to get, like I joke around and I fuck around and shit like all the time. And so I'm like, I had to like try to get to that place. And I don't know, maybe it's just cause uh, you know, it's a new challenge. And so I'm starting to like him a little more. I'll say that. But was that first. a real eye detector that you were using in that in, in that music video? <laughs> it, it was a. Uh, it was definitely a. Um, it used to be back in like the seventies. <laughs> definitely didn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. it, so okay, wait. So touring right now, going out in January. I I learned this recently that you actually your, your brother is not a bass player. Well, but he is now. He yeah, is yeah, now. Yeah, he's great. But you <laughs> basically like when you were starting the solo career, you said to him, "I want to do yeah. this alone," and did. So learn bass so you can come out with me. <laughs> but did he have any music ability? Yeah, yeah. He's he's always been my brother. His name is Rafe, Rafe Timpenny, Rayford. Um, 
he's always been better than me at any anything. He's just Rafe. You just gotta kind of push Rafe a little bit more. You gotta say, "Hey, go here, do this," and then he'll be like, "All right," and he's great at it. But like, my, we're we're signing him right now. My first writer I've ever signed. I'm signing my brother um, to a publishing. Yeah, to thing? a publishing under deal. Riser House. Or uh, no, through we're gonna do that through me and Ernest. are gonna sign him together. That that would um, be unbelievable. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. But the, and you know that's the the opposite side of it. He was always playing. Like we always like jammed around and and you know a little bit when we were kids. And he could play piano. He could. You know, he always had a little guitar and noodled and would show me riffs. He didn't know what he's 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 not very theoretical. Like he like he's not gonna tell you what he doesn't yeah, know right. what he's playing. He's just really smart. Like yeah. he just hears it. He can hear it. So yeah, that's what happened. I mean, when when Sony offered the record deal and it was like you gotta go on radio tour, I was like, I went to Guitar Center, I bought a bass and I went and I was like, dude, I do not want to do this alone. You don't Please, like doing uh, anything alone. I don't like doing anything alone. I guess that's what it is. I guess we figured it out. What what is that? So and then he learned how to play bass. Yeah, I mean, if you noodle the guitar, he you know he he has an ear like so. At first, you know, it's pretty standard, just playing the root notes and stuff. But I mean, it was pretty quick where he was, where he kind of took off on his own. Now he's over there just riffing over there on the bass, and it's fun. And and the thing too, I need he we sing harmonies. Like he sings. We're brothers, and we've it's always blood sung, harmony. So, yeah, so thing. it's it's awesome to have my brother there every day, um, singing harmonies with me and, and understanding like I mean, like if we have a new song, and I just played it. He's gonna catch on it pretty quick because he knows how I sing. So yeah. it's uh, it's it's really good to have my brother there. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I like seeing you guys on play on stage with him. <laughs> it's just cool to it's fun, man. It, it's it's yeah, it's cool to see you guys. Um, so okay, so brothers on tour playing bass, and the tour is going out in January. Yeah. This is kind of how this is not the longest tour I've ever seen. No, no, no. Ten days, right? Yeah, it's just ten days. Um, you know, we might add some more, but right now we're, you know, we got other tours we're still doing next year that we haven't announced yet, um, which we're pretty excited about. Gotcha. Um, and other things we got to do next year. Um, again, we haven't announced. I, I, you know, I don't know what I. What I can and can't say, you know. Just tell me anything. See, Christian's normally right here, just looking at me. Yeah, no so. one's. It's just you and I yeah, here. No, I nobody's. Nobody's. Um, but yeah, I, and I don't get why you can't say that stuff. I've never really understood that. I'm, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut, but like, yeah, yeah. I just don't understand why you get like. It's not a. I mean, it. It's a big deal to me, but it's like it's like I don't know. What is it a change if I say like nobody else? Else, no, nobody else cares. Yeah, they're gonna show up. Yeah, who? They're, they're what gonna, does it change if I say we're, who we're going on tour with or what we're doing? Like, it's like. You're gonna know at some point. Why not know earlier? I don't know. But someone they like to make everything a big reveal these days. Big, like, someone who like on the, of the caliber of Luke Bryan, who you're yeah, at with sure. right oh, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And because of these radio singles, these two number ones, do you think that's how you got on these the tours? Or yeah, I would mean, have yeah, happened regardless. No, no, absolutely not. It's uh, another testament to Kristen. I mean, we wouldn't have gone on the Luke Bryan tour had she not shown everybody what we were doing streaming wise and sales wise i mean people just didn't know you know that's the thing you, you, there's a lot of people and, and there's no harm no foul like or not talking shit on anybody but that have four number ones that can't sell tickets or that don't stream and that's that's I, fine that i know but I, like they'll get they'll get the festival slots or they'll get the tour slots and it's like man we deserve we 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 deserve to be there too like or in that conversation and so Kristen put together this powerpoint that was undeniable that showed everything and compared and you know, that was a big thing because, you know, the record labels were like, we need to make sure everyone knows how much you stream, how much you do this, this and that. And like, but then they share information like, you know, the inside numbers in the, to us and we're seeing, we're like, oh, we had no idea we were up there with these, like whatever. And they're like, okay, we're going to, they go, no, 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 you can't share this information. You're like, well, you want us to tell everybody Wait, what so we're you, doing. They they literally say you can't share the streaming information. No, no, just just some of the inside information that labels uh, have. You yeah, know, yeah. you know, like just deeper data, mm. deeper numbers. Uh, and then, but but Christian was like, but you want us to share? You want people to know about it, but we can't. But share we can't it. share it. They finally said, whatever, do it. And Christian made a power. Christian said, I'm doing it anyway. And made a PowerPoint. They all agreed, and um, and that's kind of what got us to Luke Bryan's tour. Because they were like, oh, wow, okay, cool. And that was awesome. And so we're opening for the Luke Bryan tour. Uh, Riley Green's in the, in the middle slot. So next year, you know, because of all that stuff, I mean, we get to be a direct support artist finally for the first time in our career. And, um, you know, I'm super excited about that. And, you know, we'll explain, you know, we'll announce those tours soon. But, you know, that was just, that's Kristen being a boss, man. I, I you know, I keep going back to her. She's just, she said, screw it. I mean, we have no choice but to show like, because if you're not, if you're not going to show up, you know, Nashville's such a, Nashville's not, 
who your audience is. But it is. It, I think it, people forget that sometimes. Yeah, that's right? exactly. But it's all. But it controls who they, what audience they put you in front of. So like, if you yeah. don't have the number one, they are they are the number one on radio. They don't think you're doing shit for the most part. And I'm not. And I'm not. You know, this just. It's just a weird town, man. You got to prove them right. You got to prove them wrong in different ways now. And so um, that's what we've been really focusing on is showing, you know, do it, showing other people what we really do and what we do well. Um, and yeah, I'll give her that credit for sure. I, I just can't believe that like hindsight's twenty twenty. I think <laughs> anyone's lucky to have would be lucky to have Kristen manage them. But I can't believe you gave her such a shot. Early on in the career, how old was she? She must have been 22. Two, yeah, 20, 22 is when I met her. She might have been 23 when we, 23 or 24 when we started working together. Yeah, I read somewhere that she's Maybe. the youngest manager in country music history to, yeah. to have a number one single. Isn't yeah, that man, true? She, yeah, absolutely good for her. Um, you know, she was at Riser House working well before we started Riser House, she was working with Jen Johnson as a publisher. Uh, she, you know, helping with John Party, Ashley McBride. Did some stuff earlier with Luke Holmes. Um, and she was amazing. And so, like, when I went up, so me and Jen Johnson came together and we started Riser House. And so, you know, Kristen just kind of came over with, you know, that acquisition or, you know, the company start. And she was just doing everything for me for free, man. Just, just not even for free. She just loved doing it. So she was, like, answering emails for me or, like, you know, any anything that was coming in at the time. Like, she was just doing it. I remember we played a CMA Fest show and... um you know, right after the show, I'm putting my guitar up, and Kristen goes, "You got to get your brother to put that guitar up. You got to come with me right now, right now. Get like now, Mitchell." And I'm like, "Oh, what the what the hell's going on?" I get over there, and it's Sony Records, you know, Columbia Records, and you know, that's she was over there talking the whole time and like working business. And which she's not my manager; she's a publisher. That's just you know. I would almost feel like I would almost feel goofy doing that. Yeah. Being so young and going over and talking to know, label executives yeah, and then grabbing good. you, yeah. who's older than me, yeah. and saying, "Come with me right now." I would just yeah. be, I, that would make me feel so silly. I but I, I think she could do it with like a seriousness and a confidence. And she did. I it, couldn't do that. Well, me me neither. And she did. And so when we and then a week later we were in the office. They asked us, "Do you want to sign this deal?" And we did. And I I pulled Kristen aside. I was like, "Hey." Uh, you will you be my manager you need to get like paid for this you like and you're also not only I, I mean she needs to get compensated for what she's done but also i'm like i need you <laughs> like you're getting shit done for me like so that was a big thing because then i had to you know take she wasn't she was like well i never thought of this would ever be something i would ever do like i was i'm loving publishing and she goes let me pray about it let me think about it call me the next day and she's like let's let's do this so then we had to figure out how to how to ask jen hey can i have her as my manager and not and not uh, and, and take away your best publisher. I'm very sorry, but it was all for the betterment of the whole company and the whole idea. And everyone saw that in her, and, and they saw what we had together. And um, she, um, people ask me, man, I, all the time, man, I, well, how'd you? I need a manager like her. I need like I need a. I'm like, good luck, man. <laughs> I mean, she I, just I, came, I, I, she I don't know how to. You, you, it just it just happened, man. Yeah, it just happened. So when you started Riser House, first of all, you started Riser House with Jen. And then a guy in L.A., Matt, Matt Swanson, Swanson yes. and it, it was it was a construction. You were doing construction, correct? Yeah. And a construction worker basically introduced you to Matt. <laughs> yeah, isn't, isn't that the story? Yeah, the guy, the construction uh, guy I was working with, his name's um, Chris McCollum. He's awesome. He uh, he built Matt's studio out in um, out in California, and so I'm working construction for him. And he had Matt had always said, if you ever meet someone in Nashville that you think's decent, like give me a call like i'd love to like you know start dipping my toes in the music industry and i was just a kid i you know i had nothing i'd never been to california so like he uh i'm up in the rafters like putting in insulation and i'm telling him about i've got a studio down you know you want to come he was telling me he used to work on projects i was like I, I i play some music so he was working on a girl's record um casey weston um she was on the she was on the voice and uh and uh restless heart um was doing the harmonies for it. Larry Stewart, the lead singer of Restless Heart. And he's like, I just think it'd be cool if we had like a couple songs with someone like a little younger. You want to come over to the studio and try it? And I was like, well, hell yeah. So after work, I went over there and did that. And I sung some harmonies for her record. And uh, he called me the next day. He's like, do you want to go out to California and meet this guy? And I'm like, yeah, I want to go to California and meet that's this guy. That's so like, yeah, and that was, yeah. that's so crazy. So you go out there and then I, I you play for him. 
Yeah. And what he signs you, he says, you want to make a record? And you yeah. say, yeah, let's make a record. Yeah. That's, yeah. And But what I think is interesting is didn't Sony ATV sign you for publishing? A little after that. A so, little yeah. after that. Yeah. But didn't they say, like, we don't, we don't even know who this guy is. Yeah. We don't want to sign you because you have this deal with him. Mm-hmm. So you go to Matt and you say, Matt, I got to get out of this deal. <laughs> and he just let you out of the deal, right? Isn't that the story? Yeah, man. It's, it just doesn't happen that way. <laughs> I don't know. That just shows you how good of a person Matt is and how um, he just he he always believed in, in what I do. And that meant the world to me. Um, yeah, I mean, my dream was always to be a signed writer. And so we make we you know, we we went hard at it. We you know, I got grassroots public. I mean, promotion. To help us do we uh, radio tour, we did an indicator radio station. So, not major markets. The other, we're trying to work our way up from the ground. I mean, literally grassroots. And uh, me and my buddy Brad Clawson, we we would rent a Mustang every week and then take off. I mean, we didn't have a uh, a radio person with us that would show up. I mean, we'd show up to this like you take off to like radio tour. Like <clears throat> yeah, you put, radio, you put our, together your own radio. Tour, yeah, this basically. this yeah promotion team would do that for us, and yeah, we'd show up. And do that, and you know, we did that for a while, and we it, it was going great. And then I got offered a deal to be a writer, but they said, "Yeah, we, we can't do this with this guy up here. We don't understand." So I just called him. Straight what does that up. mean, though? Because even on the label side, isn't he sort of out of it when it comes to publishing and yeah, writing songs? Yeah, it's just I think it, it just had to do with percentage of things. Like, yeah, and like how much they, you know, there's you only have so much to give. And were they worried, even though you know, Rise Rouse has proved to be this kind <clears throat> of big independent? machine where they worried yeah. that maybe they'd sign you as a writer and then you know wanting to be an artist and they didn't they were not aware at the time yeah if he could work as a label or if he if he could build the label well correct like, we, we, were, we weren't even right we weren't riser out we were nothing we were just this, yeah, guy, right, was, right. this guy was just funding my music yeah. career i mean that's all it was and but i think at the because i signed with ernest but his, you know his name is snow at the time his name's keith smith ernest. you signed with ernest so me and him signed together oh as, as, as a, a duo, duo. To to the Warren Brothers to Sony ATV. So right. I think their whole plan the whole time was to get us a record deal anyway, kind of an artist development thing more than just signing us as just writers. Um, so I think they needed actually they needed they some need of the, the freedom. Yeah, they to needed do the that. freedom to do that. So anyway, yeah, I asked Matt and he just you know he's like Mitchell, whatever's best for you. And I mean you know we were, I don't remember how much money unrecoup, but you know a substantial amount. And I don't nobody in the world would ever do that. But I made him that promise. I said, if you do, if uh, you're doing this, I, like if I ever get to a point in this industry where, like, you know, I, I think I have an idea or like I can make you your money back, can we work together, please? He, he's like, call me, whatever you want. And so that's how we started Razor House, like a year or two years later. So first of all, I just I just want to ask why did because this is a thing that people might not know is you weren't a duo originally with Ernest. Why yeah. did that fall apart? I mean, we just. It's we just it just wasn't well, meant to be. Yeah, we just wanted to do. Yeah, we were just doing different things. I mean, yeah. like just different artistry. He was doing more of the rap stuff at that time, and it was cool. I love what we did. Like he would like rap the verses. I would sing the choruses, but it just got to a point where we were just like, you, "Dude, you're an artist too." Like I'm, I've got my own. Like it, it's all completely. Like we were never beefing or fun. like it's not like yeah, you guys are buds. It, yeah, it's not an yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. story. Like oh, we fought and like it was no. It's like but it just didn't. Yeah, we were both yeah. like, hey man, let's do our own thing. I mean, we still write. We're still. Whatever I was like, yeah, you're but signing we're, your we're, brother with Ernest. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. We're, but we're like, yeah, let's just do our own artist thing. So, okay, wait. So you sign the publishing deal, and then two years later, you go to Matt, and you say, Matt, I think. Yeah, I'm like, I, I think, think we start. I think label. I've yeah, because I was just watching a lot of my friends get record deals and just it just not working out or not being great. And I was like, man, I really want to do this the way we wanted when we started doing it, you know, our way, me and you, Matt. And, and um, but I was like, I met this girl, Jen Johnson, who just. Really believed in me, man. You know, Jen. Like, if she gets, you know, she gets all pumped on fire, oh, she can fire up. Sometimes anybody. I'm like, Jen, what are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I met Jen. Uh, the first time I met Jen was at lunch at Nada. This was like yeah, okay. the first day I ever met her, and the next day she hired me to work at Rise Rouse. She was just like, she just called me, and she was yeah. like, I got a good feeling about you. I yeah. think, I think you should just come work for us at Riser House. <laughs> and this was like early yeah. in the pandemic. I needed a job. Yeah, well, and, and I. And I and that, that's what happened. I mean, that's 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 how Kristen was signed to her first. I yeah, mean, she, right, right. She does that a lot. She's got those feelings like that, and you know, whatever way she gives people a chance. And so I, I um, so I, I, I believed in that. And so I, I flew her out to Matt, and we had a conversation. Um, he's like, "Well, let's start a company then. Let's start a label." And he's like, "We need a building." And so 
me and Jim were just walking down Music Row, and she knocked on that building. It wasn't for sale. Are you serious? Yeah, it wasn't. The, the building's insane. Yeah, it wasn't for sale. It was just there, um, and uh, knocked on it like like these young college kids opened it up, and they like definitely hung over for the night before. Looked like been partying. They're like, hey, and she's like. Who owns this place? And they're like, I don't know, some Canadian. Jen just kind of walks in the door and just starts looking around at it. Wait, that's how you got the Riser House building? Yeah. Hey, did so, we lose uh, audio on this mic or no? No? It sounds a little weird. We're in? So, okay, so, wait, wait, because I've always worried yeah. about this building because it's one of the <laughs> nicest buildings on Music Row. So, literally, she just knocked on the door and said, she just she just shoved herself in basically. Yeah, I was right there with her. I was just like, uh, okay, we're and going in. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Of course, this building is not for sale or whatever. Like, like, yeah. so so you go in and walk around. Yeah, well, she was just like, I want to know who owns it. I mean, I guess she had been paying attention that like it didn't look like it was a music row company or whatever. yeah, it just yeah, yeah. like what's what's going on here? This like this building has been here, and all, you know, it was Buddy Killing's building back in the day. My grandmother would go there and do things with Buddy Killing. Like, no I way. remember that building. Yeah, yeah. It had a lot of history and a great studio downstairs. Um, but yeah, when we found out, you know, just figuring out who owned the building, it was Canadian. It was, uh, I think, Lennon, Lennon Stella, you know? Len Stella? Uh, Len, yeah. Um, Brad Stella. Yeah. Did, is that, the, did Brad Stella own the building? I believe that and he did, was, uh, he was the one. Did they live ended, there, actually? Did they maybe, live in? I, I think some of them might have lived there. I know, uh, my fiance, when she came to town, ended up staying there for a little bit, like before I even no knew way. her. It's just a lot of weird, weird history, and it and it's ten ten the address. That's my you know my last name, the, and it just all just kind of worked out. And so the building was bought, but it didn't look like it did now. We renovated the whole thing, um, but the building was bought, and so now we have a building. And <laughs> it's me and Jen and and Kristen. It's like, well, I guess we need to. I guess we got a label. <laughs> Wait, so you, you just go, because I think it's really interesting, because I think you are the only artist in Nashville who has, like, a label. Like, I, I was trying to think about this. Jay DeMarcus now, but he started his label way after he became, yeah. you know, Jay DeMarcus. I, I can't think of anyone else that has, like, a really functioning label. They're probably just because they're smart. <laughs> Wait, but, really, but, I, but I would actually think it's, I would think you're smart no, for no. having this label behind you. Because you, because you also have this radio team, so you have the Sony radio team, but the Riser House radio team can yeah. kick in. You can have, you know, right. in your own A and R working for you. You've got yeah. Jennifer who has your back. Like I think it's really smart to have this label, but I, I, think, I can't no, think no, of no, anyone I mean, else that has that does it like this. Yeah, no, I know. I'm fully like I'm fully aware of the crazy situation that it is, and like I, I just didn't know what I'm doing. I, I don't know what I'm doing. I never know what I'm doing. The it's naivety a word. I, being naive, I don't know. Naivete or uh, naivete, um, naivety, naivety. Um, I don't know what it is, but yeah, being yeah, naive is the only time I've ever seen success, man. And and like I, I think it, we just it felt good. We just kept going with it. We had Matt's, you know, Matt's blessing and backing on this stuff. And I just surround people that let me let me do what I want to do. And that's the hardest thing. I've tried to build a team that like I listen. Trust me, I listen, and I and I'm not going to do any. I've never put my foot down and said no. I'm doing this, even though y'all all hate it. But I do like people that li that like take take me into account first when it comes to my music, if that makes sense. So I've surrounded myself with that. I wanted a label like that. I wanted to have the power to do my own music because I saw what happens when you don't. Yeah, and right. It's nothing, <laughs> nothing right. happens when you don't. So that was that was why we did Rise Our House. And yeah, even when we started building, you know, building up a team, getting social media people in there, getting. Getting publishers, then signing our first writers. You know, I got to sign one of my best friends, Dallas Wilson, and then Michael Whitworth, who both have number one songs now. You know, our publishing company's doing great. Um, and then artists like Dylan Carmichael. Who's uh, doing great right who's now. Who's doing great. And then they, Jen went outside and she wanted to sign my fiance, Megan. That had nothing to do with me. And I'm making that very clear. I said, I am staying out of this entire deal. But first of all, if yeah. it did have something to do with you, that would be a great move. Like, yeah, that sure. Would be I mean, a great, I, she's amazing, but I, 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 I don't want the town to think that. Like, I know how people talk. They say, like, oh, she got the deal because of him. No, she didn't. I made it very clear. I did not want any piece of this thing. If you believe in her, you go do that, and that's on you. I said, do not do this to me if you don't believe that. Believe in her. And they did. And, I mean, we're, I mean, we're, like, I can't wait to share what's gonna, about to be happening with her soon, too. She's yeah. got. I love the song on the low light sessions. 
Don't make me choose. Yeah. Did you write that about Megan? Well, no. No, that that was me and Dallas Wilson years ago. About that was about another another relationship. That might be my yeah. favorite song on Thank the Low Light you. Sessions. Thank but you. But I've heard you say this is because most people in the industry don't want to date anyone in the music industry. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like if you date someone in the music industry, they actually understand yeah. that you're not gonna if you if it's between you and and the career <laughs> if if, yeah. if it's between them and the career. Don't make me choose is is what the song says, right? Absolutely. Is that what the song's about? Like, like what is yeah. that? Yeah, it was a relationship where it got down to that, and, and it's not their fault. Um, you know, they didn't grow up, you know, thinking about their husband being gone all the time. You know, that that was the goal. You know, you date someone thinking that maybe one day this could be more, and you get married. And so, right when I was in a relationship, right when my career just started to you know go, and that's when you got to work the most. And I was just gone and. It was almost like making me feel guilty. Not, and again, I'm not blaming them for that. They didn't mean to. It's just the natural way it happens. You know, making you feel guilty for being on the road or doing your job. And I was like, I love you to death. And I'm, you know, I know, but I, I fell in love with music first. <laughs> this was, this was my first love. And I need you to understand that. Like, I want you to, I want you to do whatever dream you have. And unfortunately, it just didn't line up. But Megan, we had the same dream. And so when she's gone, I miss her like shit, man. I miss her like crazy. But I'm so happy that she's out there doing that. And she is the same for me when I'm gone. I don't feel guilty when I'm on the road. And I know she doesn't either. And there's the, if you have that weight on you while you're out there trying to do that, you'll never succeed. So that freedom is a reason I want to marry this girl, man. She is the best. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for everything with it. But, yeah, I'm not, I don't even know where we were going. But it's... Uh, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. Don't make me choose yet. Please don't make me choose or you're not going to like the choice. You're not, you're not going to like the choice. <laughs> How often do your schedules align where you guys see each other? Like, is like do weeks go by where you're both Sometimes, yeah. on the road and... And do you like do you keep in touch every day or do yeah. you try to call every day? Like, like how, like how do you keep that? We, we do, but we're not a big, like... like it, we don't have to talk four hours on the phone every day. Or yeah, like, right, like, right. I mean, it's... I mean, we'll, we'll text throughout the day a little bit and then at night... Usually we'll talk at night for like you know ten minutes. I mean, there's like I'm I, the same way. Yeah, so I, what, what, I what, what, what I do you want to do? Like talk what, to you on the phone for hours. Exactly. I don't want to text you that often either. Yeah, let's, same. Yeah. Let's be honest. Oh, no, that's exactly how we are. And because yeah. we we're doing other things too. It's not that you're not on our mind, but like I'm confident with you. Where I'm confident, I'm comfortable with you, and she is too. Like we don't need. I don't need reassurance every five seconds. Yeah. She doesn't either. Like I I just. I don't get couples to do that. I'm sorry if y'all are that. I, I, whatever to his his own, but um, no. Is like, this is this going to be a star-studded wedding? How many famous <laughs> no. people are are, are going to no, be at no, this no. wedding? Is Chris no. Young coming to the wedding? <laughs> Chris will be at the wedding. Chris yeah. will be at the wedding. Chris Chris. Who else is going to be at the wedding? Who who's going to be the most famous person at the wedding? I don't know. I don't. I don't I'm not honestly sure. I got to look at the RSVPs. Later. Oh it's, my it's, god! It's, it's actually a very 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 small wedding. How many people? We're chilling, like like around a hundred. Oh, uh, like nothing yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mainly my my, my family. My family's so big. I'm from Nashville, and and my other family's from Birmingham. So it's like we're all right here, and I have so many of them. Um, and then my, I'm born and raised here, so if yeah, you, right. You know, some of my high school friends and who I grew up with, and then yeah, a couple of my buddy like artists, buddies, you know, like you know Hardy, probably you know Ernest, you know some of some of those friends and stuff like that. But not, nothing, you know, I'm not I'm not going crazy like. I don't know. I think this could be a start. I'm not, you know, yeah, I, I want like my closest friends in the world. You know, Are you inviting so. any, any radio people? That's a great way to make a <laughs> no. make a connection. No, absolutely not. With, we're, a, with a radio PD is no, to, we're to not. invite them to the. I guarantee they play your song, your next <laughs> single, if you invite them to the wedding. Um, you might want to reconsider that. Yeah, what do we have? No. Two weeks before the. Uh... I don't want. I didn't want it to be a Nashville hang. I wanted it to be a wedding. I wanted to. I wanted to actually be with my wife that night and not everybody else. So we we both we said no. We're just, you know, we're. We see all these people, and it's, it was tough because these are people we work with. A lot of people we work with every day and stuff. It's like, I, I love them. I just I want these to be our closest friends and family, and that's it. Like, and so that's what we're doing. We're gonna do. I want her daddy to walk her down the aisle. Otherwise, we would have just eloped. Yeah, you know. So we're you know we've been together Does she have for a, a big while. family. No, not at all. No. I mean, her family's from Canada, so there's only a few coming down. I have a massive family, so yeah. Really? How many? What, what do you have? Just lots of. Uh, they're just everywhere. Just cousins everywhere. and aunts. Yeah. Just, oh my yeah, god, the yeah. cousins. And my mom. Yeah, my. And... Are they going to know how to be cool at this wedding? Are they, <laughs> are they going to go up to Chris Young and ask for photos, or, or oh, are they going to know how to handle themselves? You know what? Thanks for reminding me of that. I might have to have a conversation. I think you need to have a conversation <laughs> about this. Chris is cool, though. He wouldn't care, but yeah. 
he 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 wouldn't care. He might whatever. <laughs> um so okay okay, so Luke Bryan on the tour with Luke Bryan yeah. right now, uh, which is gotta be killer. Yeah. Albums out. There's twenty songs on this record. Yeah. And I, I you know what I actually think the opening song <laughs> is actually is killer. Let's go. It's I love a great it. way to get into the record. Every song on this sort of has like a like a twist or a flip. Like I'm not in a good place, but I'm in a good place for a broken heart. Yeah. Like everything has sort of like a double meaning or a twist. Like you gotta love those, right? Like yeah, what, what is that? That is that a Nashville twist? Yeah, the Nashville Nash- turn of phrase. What is that? Turn of yeah, phrase yeah, yeah. or the twist? Um, yeah, man. I mean, I love that. I love I love when songs are interesting like that. I think that's that's what country music is like lyrics these days. Like everyone's so it doesn't sound country. It doesn't sound country. It's like well. Yeah, but you were saying that 20 years ago when Garth Brooks hit the scene or whatever, you know, 20, should have been like, what, 30 now? I yeah, don't even sure. Know. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever. But, you know, you said that every single time. Like, you know, timbre changes, production changes, but what stay consistent with country is lyrics. You're telling the story and telling them in different ways. So, like, that's all, that's what I wanted this record to be. Like, I love telling lyrics, like, where you can, like, almost see the movie when the lyrics are being described to you. So, I mean, that's what, you know, whenever I have a hook like that, like the truth about you or, you know, drunk me, can't get over you. or Yeah, like I'm not in a good place, but I'm in this bar, so I'm in a good place for a broken heart. When Michael Whitworth came in the room with that idea and when I heard that, Is he the one who says that? Yeah, he... Because it almost, it almost doesn't sound like a good idea. Yeah, no. But it is, but it is good. It took a minute. It took, because I had to say it in my head a few times, like, I love that. That's awesome. And then I was like, it needs to be up tempo. Let's go. Let's go. Like, yeah. Like let's go back in like my rock days and let's 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 write something like that. So it was a lot of fun to do that song and yeah, all the songs you know we just kind of did a bunch of those. So did he comes in with that hook just fully formed? Yeah, he had the idea. I'm not in a good place, but I'm in this bar, so I'm in a good place for a broken heart. Yeah. And does he just say that? Yeah. Or does he have any kind of the melody to it? Or do you come in like do you go huh? Yeah, you know maybe it could sound like this. Yeah, I think that's where that's where we come in and start. That's where co-writing comes in at that point. Like, yeah, I, he came in with that idea, and uh, then we just started rolling. I mean, we all had our guitars out and just started kind of jamming. And you just sing, and just you just go, you know, I'm not in a good place. <laughs> it did. I, I don't know if it came out that quick, but yeah, yeah, you just kind of, yeah. I mean, just start mum. It's the first few, like first thirty minutes of co-writing, just a bunch of dudes and. Or, Bunch like of people, foam, you're just foaming writing. at the mouth. Yeah, just, you're just, just like, mumbling like, <laughs> just like. Is is, is that what I was like? What, what 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 could this sound like? The, Man, the yeah, yeah, the best. Craig Craig Wiseman, what a legendary songwriter. I mean, Jesus, he, he gave you a lot of advice early on, especially he, when oh, you yeah. were starting Riser House, right? I, absolutely, and he's that's a whole another story. He has always been great to me, a lot of advice. But when you're writing with him, he's the. He's the king of that. He'll just be real kind. He'll just, it's good, just good. And you're over there. You're just sitting across the room, just like wondering where he's at. And then he'll just, you know, okay. And then he'll be right in and he'll say something brilliant. And you're like, God, what's Wait, going? So he'll what's take, going through your head in the moment? He'll go away mumbling. for a second and he'll be like, he'll just turn oh. his head and just, and, you're just, and then he'll come back and he'll go, I got, ah, yeah, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, and it's just like written. It's like it's just written. Yeah, it's just a perfect song. That's like, what that's live what like you do. were dying or something. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, just, he'll, he'll poop out of him or something. Yeah, like it's, it, it's 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 crazy. It's just raw brilliance, man. It's nuts. That's the yeah. I I guess that makes sense. I <laughs> I, I guess that's how it works. But the, seriously, the record's great. I also love the song "Losers" on the record. Thank you, yeah. I'm surprised there aren't more songs about losers for how much time <laughs> everyone spends at losers. Well, I think I, I think I fucked up because now I gave away our our place. <laughs> I think everyone's like, everybody knew you were hanging yeah. at losers anyway. Yeah, I yeah, know no, that, that no, was... not not our. Not, I don't care if people know I'm there. I'm just saying, just losers itself in general. Like I, like it's gonna yeah. become too touristy. Yeah, everyone's no, no, yeah. it's everyone's just, it's becoming it's becoming it's, be, it's, it's anyway, becoming yeah. touristy. Do we need a new bar we need a new bar Fuck. Let's no go. we don't no losers you're doing fine you got all the bar we'll still come hang but yes i guess we need a new bar we need a bar for the weekends sometimes right. on the week monday tuesday night it's still okay sometimes on the weekends it gets red door midtown it gets a little Can't crazy it, yeah. and it's like when i when i first moved here which was long after you've been going to midtown yeah. It used to be. It was always pretty calm. Now it's slammed on the weekends. It's, it's, you can't, can't do anything. It's just Nashville now, man. Too. It's crazy. Now, now it's just Nashville. Um, <laughs> oh, I want to ask you too. Is there going to be a band at the wedding? No, no, no. Just a DJ. You're not going to put. If I was you, <laughs> I would put together a star-studded band. We thought about the Spasmatics. You know those. Oh, those I love the Spasmatics. Awesome. Um, and I and I love all those guys. Um, but dude, honestly, the last few like weddings I've been to, where it's like kind of music people, like no one. No one listens to the band or dances or does anything. 
It's just kind of background noise, to be honest. Really? Yeah, and I feel bad. I feel bad because, like, I, I guess because you hear it all all the time, people are just like enjoying the conversations and reconnecting and seeing each other for a weekend. Yeah, you know, we're gone all the time. We never see each other, so it's like no one's really over there. So I was like, let's just get a DJ, and if people want to dance, obviously he'll have a great playlist. And if not, it won't feel as weird as like a band playing to nobody. <laughs> like, it, it, yeah, I, yeah I guess that makes sense. Yeah. And same thing, like my sister's getting married in a couple weeks, and she put me on wedding band duty, and I was oh, like, nice. I was going through all these bands, and what's funny is like they're all cover bands. Yeah. And some of them are good, but like they all kind of they all sound like cover bands. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's what. That's so I was like, they're all like fine. I don't know. Like none of them were great. Well, that and that's the thing too. It's like at the end of the day, people on those things they just want to hear songs. Like they just want to. That's hear all songs. they want to like, hear, right? If it's a hit, if they just want to hear songs they've heard before. Yeah. So it doesn't to me like, and that's not belittling anything. Like some people do it way better than others. Like the Spasmatics are awesome. I'm because they're kind of their higher, own thing. Yeah, they're their yeah. own thing. Hire them. Do whatever. Like you want those guys. But yeah, I don't know. It's um, we're just gonna have a DJ. Yeah. Oh, this could be a great wedding. I've got two weeks to secure an invite. Okay, dude, to the you, star, you can come all you want. Wedding. I'm not, not going to come. It is not a star-studded wedding. I'm, go, I'm going straight to Chris Young and getting that photo at, <laughs> yeah, at the wedding. Uh, Mitchell Tempe on the podcast. We've said a lot here, and we've learned a lot. We've learned about the importance of having your own team, having your own Absolutely. champion, having your own advocate. We've learned that you can't give up. If something's not going your way, you're not getting on country radio. The best thing to do is just keep moving forward. <laughs> keep Keep on the cycle of, uh, you know, keep, don't give up. Keep writing yeah. songs. Pull yeah. together the data. A good PowerPoint can solve a lot. <laughs> Never underestimate a good PowerPoint presentation, what that can do for your career. Career. We've learned a lot. Um, also, are you going to go to the Super Bowl this year with Chris Young? You said this recently. You've never been to a Super never Bowl. Never been to a Super Bowl. Are you going to go this year? I need the Titans to get there. But, yes, I would Are leave. you going to hold out for the Titans? I, I kind of want to. My mom said so when they first went, my mom got to go. I was a kid. And I was so jealous because, I mean, my mom loves football, but not like me. Really? But I had school the next morning, so I wasn't allowed to go. I was a kid, but. You know what? I, I think these are, all, these are all weird things. Like, I, re- <laughs> I remember my first concert. Yeah. I, my parents made me leave early because the next day was, like, my first day of summer camp. And they were like, oh, <laughs> he's got to leave early. Don't want to be tired. ZZ Top and Aerosmith. Oh, what a first concert. Incredible first concert. <laughs> wow. And I left it halfway through the Aerosmith set. It still haunts me to this day. Oh, man. Yeah. I think, like, when I'm a parent. Yeah, I'm gonna. They'll be tired. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, no, it's the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's gonna learn more and have more <laughs> life experience at the Super Bowl than he is on the at, at school the next yeah. day, right? Like, don't you think that's crazy? Yeah. Well, I think my my mom just wanted to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> she so just wanted her. to ditch you. That <laughs> yeah. was basically the line. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm at, so when the Titans go back, I'll definitely be there for the Titans. But if I get offered a ticket, if Chris wants to fly me out there in his plane or something, come on, Chris. Chris. It'd be a great wedding present. Come on, yeah. Speaking of. He did say he needed my address. I need to give him my address to that. What do you think he's going to send you? I'm just kidding. Super Bowl tickets. Let's go. (laughs) I think Super Bowl tickets would be incredible from Chris Young. Yeah. He's got to send them. So, okay. So, when do you go back on the road with Luke? Uh, this what's today? Two uh, two days from now. Two days from now. Yeah. Do you do you love? Is, do you get excited to go back out on the road? Or yeah, is I, it... it's been it's been three weekends. We have not had three weekends off in six years. Oh, you gotta be going insane. So yeah, so like I had one weekend off. We had to cancel. Unfortunately, my voice for the first time ever was just gone. We have been going so hard through the radio. I mean, through radio being where it was. We had two number ones real quick. Then we had the album release and all the stuff we were doing. My voice just went out. If you had to do it again, would you lower the key of drunk me? It's <laughs> yeah, so yeah. fucking high. Isn't we it? we do play we do play it a, a full step down live. Ah. Most people don't know a little secret there, but that is a secret. Yeah, I can't do it every day. Like it's just whatever. But uh, and then the next week we were supposed to be out, and then the next week I had my buddy's wedding that I was in, my producer's wedding, and then this weekend we were supposed to be out with Luke Bryan, but unfortunately it was in Tampa in Estero mm. and. So and thinking about all those people too. I mean, those images are insane, and so hopefully we get to go back there and and uh, do that when everything's, you know, a little bit brighter. Um, so we had three weekends off. It's been crazy. So we're back what out. This what weekend. do you do? You gotta, what, and I felt weird. I felt what like you do on a weekend. I, was, well, I wrote a lot. I'm writing today again. Right, right after this, like right I'm just trying to catch up and yeah, be productive. Fair enough. Buy shoes. Oh yeah, dude. I haven't bought I haven't bought that many shoes here in a little bit. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just. What are you wearing now? Hang on. Just wear some low J's. Simple. Some low J's. Nothing yeah. crazy. Nothing crazy. Well, the truth is, this morning, so I, into my room, I have a code lock. Yeah. Like, a lot, and it didn't work this morning. So I hadn't, I couldn't get into my room. What do you mean? 
like my closet. I have a code lock to my closet because you're worried someone's gonna come in and steal all the shoes. No, well, I have a lot of shoes. I have stuff. You know, I have stuff, and uh, so I have a code. <laughs> Dude, it's, this morning it's just not working. So I'm panicking. Like I'm. Thank God I left my wallet. I norm. I left my wallet on my. On Holy my shit. So all this, I know I look ridiculous. This was just, <laughs> this was just in the laundry. This like, is, this got is the just, John Mayer Sabrock yeah. sweatshirt. And Megan's always yelling at me, put my shoes up. Thank God I had these just laying around. Otherwise, I had, I had nothing to wear today. Holy cow. Sorry, these same socks, you, the same underwear from do? last night. What are you going to do? Do you call night. Locksmith, Sorry, or what are you going to do? I know. I, yeah, well, I've been trying to Google. It's not going to work, so I think I'm going to, I think they have a 24-hour customer service. If that doesn't work, yeah, I'm going to have to just break not it the, off and get a new one. Holy shit. Gotta figure that out tonight. I literally have no, like no clothes. You have no clothing, like, and is it a different closet than Megan's closet? Yeah, yeah. We I gave her the master bedroom and all that, and then I took a spare bedroom and made that my closet, so that we could have our own spaces. Closet ready. space. Yeah, because we she, we have lots of shit, man. Like yeah. like for music videos and just people give stage us stage clothing yeah, yeah, and it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. So. God, well, I, I, I hope you, I hope you <laughs> yeah. get out of the closet. Yeah, for, for, I know, big problems. But who, yeah. <laughs> who do you call? Who do you call for that? I, a lot, I guess, I don't know, I don't call do AAA. Put, like, do you put, like, know. a day-to-day on that? Or if I was you, I, I'd yeah. have, like, an assistant making, <laughs> doing all this stuff. I'm going to hit songwriting <laughs> no. artists. I don't have time no, to be I, breaking into closets. I have time. I'll figure it out. Uh, but, yeah, that was a little frustrating this morning because I wanted to be here on time. I was like, shit, I have literally not kidding, no clothes. I mean, everything's in there. That happens to me too sometimes. Yeah. I got back from the road <laughs> yesterday and all my clothing was dirty. So I was like, what do I have to wear? Yeah. I threw this shirt on. Well, you look great. Clean. Wow. Yeah. Do, you, do you really think so, Mitchell? You look fantastic. Absolutely. That is, that is so you kind. Got, you got your style, man. I love the blue too. The blue is my favorite color. Is that your green. favorite? That's your favorite color too, isn't it? Uh, green. I think green, green is probably around mine, but I love blue. I love I love blue and green. Fresh, green and you know, blue. It yeah. just makes me feel good. Okay, listen. The new album's out. This is the heavy. Yeah. Every song on this record, I think, is, is really great and Thank deserves you, to be listened to. And you can listen to it front to back. It flows really well. Oh, yeah. And you're not going to want to shut it off. <laughs> so you have to listen to it. Current single, Truth About You, just went number one. And you're going to relate to this. If you're listening, yeah. you're you're going to relate. You've probably lied about relationships that you've been in. <laughs> and you're going to connect uh, to to this song. And uh, uh, the last single, At the End of the Bar, you should check that out, too, with Chris yeah. Young. Chris Young's going to be at the wedding. And everyone's gonna attack him and take <laughs> photos with him. It's gonna be really embarrassing, but that's, that's okay. And I think you should also check out the low light sessions, which has got some songs on it yeah. that weren't really even meant for radio. It's kind of yeah. a little, it's stripped down a little bit. Yeah, I just wanted to have you know have that record that I've been wanting to make for a long time. Like it just kind of it's there. Go check it out. It's just there. And my personal favorite song on the record is "Don't Make Me Choose." So yeah. I, I think you should listen to that. You should picture Mitchell <laughs> in a relationship and then finding Megan. And yeah, Megan is, Megan's yeah. not going to make him choose. <laughs> they're both going to pursue the music Sorry. careers together, and and their stars are going to rise. Um, and by the way, also I want to bring up October's a big month. You you just posted this on Instagram, Breast Cancer Awareness yeah. Month. You just posted that your mother was just yeah. recently diagnosed with breast cancer, and you're doing something with the Ten Penny Foundation this month. Yeah. What's what are you guys doing? There's something. Yeah, yeah. Nor- normally are- we do a show on Ten Ten every year to help raise money, but this year we're gonna do uh, just a big music row cornhole tournament, just uh, right there at Sony ATV. Um, everybody's already bought. Thank God, I mean it's awesome. They're all all the all the cornhole all the teams are sold out. But if you want to come by and hang, just run by. It'd be awesome. What, when is that? That's uh, that'll be the 11th this year, uh, October 11th. That actually sounds like it's gonna be a blast. So wait, how yeah, how corner. many teams? I think there was 20 teams. Twenty-four, maybe. Wow. So and ever, and what, what was the buy-in for cornhole? I can't remember. I think like a hundred dollars a team or something like that. I can't remember. What oh, that's really cool. And everyone's can play cornhole. Yeah. Is there any other way people can donate or get involved? Yeah, or? absolutely. Yeah, it's the Ten Penny Fund. It's on all my socials. Um, if you go to the website Mitchell, the number tenpenny dot com, the Ten Penny Fund. Um, yeah, it's uh, or just type in the Ten Penny Fund. It's really cool. Absolutely, thank you, man. Absolutely, and then and then he's going on the road next year in January. It's kind of feel good. Yeah. You sold out the rhyme, and now you're doing it twice. That that shows yeah, progress, I'm, right? I'm absolutely, yeah. I'm stoked, and you know, hopefully after that we can march on over to Bridgestone or something. We'll see Let's what happens. Fucking but go. That's, yeah, that's the goal. Man. I remember when when I first came to town. It used to be like you would play whiskey jam. Yeah. And whenever you played whiskey jam, you couldn't get in. Like it was packed. Like <laughs> yeah. it always became a thing. And then you played City Winery, I think. Yeah, we. And did. then you sold that out. And then did you play somewhere after? Then we played Marathon for then the first time. Then you played Marathon for the awesome. first time. And then you sold that out. Yeah. And then you moved to the Ryman. And then now you're doing two nights at the Ryman. 
just if you're paying attention, <laughs> Mitchell's <laughs> career is just always on the rise. Nah, and it's always it's, it's yeah. always a thing. Whenever Mitchell plays in town, I heard you say once that being from Nashville is a bummer because <laughs> when you play your hometown show, it's like nobody gives a fuck. Like it's not a hometown. It's, yeah. well, you can go elsewhere and play a hometown show. It's like a big deal. When you play in Nashville, it's like expected. But I disagree because I like when I used to play winter. When you used to play Whiskey Jam, yeah. early on, there was a line around the door, and all your friends awesome. would be there. You'd be slamming high fives and everything. Like I, to me, it just felt. It always felt special whenever you'd show up oh, to Whiskey man. Jam. Well, thank you. And play there. Whiskey Jam is special. That is, I guess, the, to your, to your credit, that would be. That does feel like a hometown. That's kind of like a hometown cool. show, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, Mitchell. Hey, man, I got to thank you for coming on to the thank podcast you, this morning. Of course. And uh, it's great. Great to see you, man. You too, brother. And I, I, I can't wait for the wedding. I can't wait to be there. Hell yeah. What, what's Come the on. date? Is it uh, 23rd, October. 23rd. My sister's wedding is the same weekend, 22nd. Ah, oh. oh, damn. Well, congrats no, on that. Too, can't man. come. I had a lot to do with it. Yeah, right. With the, uh, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck um, on the band. Th- th- thank you. They're going to be great. <laughs> Mitchell Tenpenny, thank you, everybody. <laughs> do we get it? It didn't record. It. Oh, my God. Did it record? <laughs> no.